Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long, and as you know, this show is designed to help us get to know the players behind the pads, especially for the Rams rookie class. Unfortunately for us, before we could even get to Puka Nakua, he had become a household name across the National Football League with his record-setting performance in his debut season. So trust me, I've been asking for this sit-down for months. It's good to be with you, Puka, but I understand like Fox and Aaron Andrews come first. I have to get in line. We're pleased to have you for Week 13 previewing the uh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun to be here in the Rams and always to be uh, with the squad, so it always feels nice. The good thing is, as we've gotten to know you, my list of questions has grown. So I've got more than we can get to in this episode, but um, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and I'm anxious to just start with, like, how are you doing with all of this? You get thrown in the spin cycle that is the whirlwind of NFL stardom. Has your world slowed down yet? Uh, I think slowly the buy the buy kind of came uh, at a good time. Uh, just trying to to mentally reset and then especially physically reset. That was a big thing. But uh, I went and spent some time with my nephew, and he was uh, he's three years old, so he he's a menace to society right now. And it was just fun to be around some new energy. <laughs> How would you describe what you went through in September and October to those of us who will never experience anything like that? Um, I guess just a flow state and just feeling like uh, I couldn't really think past of what was happening next. I was just feeling so present and just like everybody around me was uh, just feeling like I was in in the right place. Uh, People were looking out for me. I had the right people around me. I'm being able to learn and ask questions from all the right people. And everything just seemed to fall into place for me. So I just felt like (laughs) I I, even if I were to wake up and stub my toe, like I knew the day was still there's so many great things to come (laughs) come after that. I was just never stressed (laughs) what was the hardest part um trying I guess trying to find that routine and trying to have the I guess uh, the consistency to come back of just like okay I know my performance and trying to go out there and put out my best performance but then also be like I want us to win like that's the number one thing as much as I want to perform well like when the Rams win like that is nothing better than that feeling so like holy cow like how do I what can I do um in the pass game or what can I do in the run game? Just what what more can I do to be able to help us get over that hump of winning a game? So it's been fun to for us to roll two in a row right now and then just for to find the things that I, uh, I know are making an impact for us to win. I can tell your smile, your joy is authentic, but does it ever get to be too much? Like to have to be on all the time to be the way that you are? Um, no, I guess not necessarily. I guess pre- the the pressure that I have is a privilege, and it's a blessing to be in this spot where people are asking a lot of me. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely it definitely requires a lot, and the to the ability to take care of my body and to do the right things that are for me outside of football have been a, a big emphasis for me, and trying to find that balance. But uh, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not too bad. I, my life is good. <laughs> okay, how involved with fantasy football were you before you became an NFL rookie? Um, not much. I, I had done one fantasy football season my first year at BYU with some of the guys on the team, but that's probably the extent of it. I really wasn't sure. I, I know I drafted the guys that I liked, but not like I didn't know like you're supposed to switch them out. Like there are guys in different spots. It, it matters where you put them and stuff. That was that wasn't me. <laughs> so this is a bit of a new space for you too, to not just be a member of the Rams, but to be a member of teams across the world who are rooting for you individually and statistically. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's definitely changed it a lot. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's get uh, a quick word or two about the state of the Rams. They're five and six coming home to face the Cleveland Browns. I wonder what was your favorite moment from the win at Arizona most recently? Um, shoot, I had a, I thought I had a good block on uh, Buda Baker. We uh, had that uh, right before halftime. We got that series. Um, 
and Kyron gashed them for like third, maybe 30 yards. And they had a too high shell look. And I went to go crack for the safety. I'm going to get the safety. And Buda Baker came down and he put he put a good little beating on me. But the safety, that's my job is to go get the safety. So that means he front and then the corner's got to come make the play. And uh, two, three, doing what he does, he made the corner miss and we go for 30. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't a super fancy play. We didn't score, but I thought that was that was a fun one for me, knowing that my my just kind of going back to what can I do to impact the game. And that's a fun one, knowing that kind of get a little bit of a beating, but a quarter or running back makes me right. <laughs> you definitely contributed to what was a career day for Kyron Williams. Is he your only rival on the Rams for like the biggest renewable energy source, like the most joyful player in this facility? <laughs> I think so. He definitely has a lot of energy. I, Kobe Turner, I think, is up there too. He's a little bit of a sleeper. I know he's always conducted. You see when he gets that hand motion going, you know something's happening. <laughs> What about Tyler Higby getting in the end zone? I remember going back to this summer, just getting a sense that you admire him as a captain and a leader. His first two touchdowns of the year felt like they were a long time coming. A hundred percent. And just somebody I, I get to work with playing in the, the Z position that I get to work with and moving with the tight ends a lot, the communication that he has and just didn't be able to watch that consistency that he has, especially for a young guy um, looking to the, the leaders and the, and the groups that we have. And to see just the hard work, because I know all the blocking and stuff, the the combination blocks that he gets to work with, the tight end position is not an easy one, especially in the offense that we run. And so for him to, to get that success and to, to hit the pay dirt, every, everybody wanted to touch paint every time we got there and step the field, but to do it two times and to see Big Higgs get in there was sweet. So back-to-back -back wins for the first time this season. The Rams are on a winning streak as they come home to SoFi Stadium, and you were mic'd up the last time the Rams were home in that win over the Seahawks in which you scored a touchdown. One of the things I didn't realize about your routines, your rituals, is whatever was going on between you and Brian Allen. And there were some others too, but like just pounding you on the pads before each series, is that right? Yeah, each series. Where did that come from? Um, I, I did it at BYU. Our, our offensive tackle, who's with the Colts, uh, Blake Freeland, was the guy who used to do it for me. But uh, it, there's some jitters. Everybody has the salts. I just barely kind of started dabbling into the smelling salts. I'm still not a big fan of them. But it's just kind of like a, a, a reset. No more jitters. I kind of just like a hit before I actually go out there and get hit by somebody else. So it's, it's really nice. It, it's a nice. Uh, I go out there with a clean slate. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and BA is like the ultimate bouncer. I feel like he was a good volunteer for that dude. Oh, 100%. The very first time I asked him, I think it was in our. Uh, had to be our preseason game uh, against the Chargers here, and he's like, "Do you like you want me to slap you?" And I was like, "I want you to like hit me, not just like a slap. I need you to like actually get a good get a good lick on me." <laughs> How about the roar after your jet sweep to take the Rams down into that tight red area? and essentially set up the game winning field goal. How would you grade that uh, that lion's roar there? Kind of came out of you, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it was, that was for sure one of my best ones. I think I'm going to give that one a 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Who's the better hype man? Eric Yarber, your receiver's coach, or Dana White? <laughs> That's a close one. That's a close. Uncle Dana is definitely one of the best in the business for sure. But Coach Yarbs, uh, he always gets right. I know when he comes around, you see Coach Yarbs start jumping and he starts going. And then you, as, uh, the very first time he did it uh, was in Seattle. And he's like, I didn't know there was a slap coming after. So, like, I'm like, Coach, he's jumping. He comes up and he says a couple words to me. But then after, like, I kind of like glance away so some, I can see somebody else. And he gets a good slap in the middle of the chest. And it's like, I like getting slapped, but it caught me off guard. And that was like my reset. I was like, Coach Yarbs, I'm never let you hit me like that again like I'm ready now <laughs> has Dana White been to see you play at SoFi yet by any chance 
No, not yet. Sadly. sadly, We got to make that happen. Yeah, we definitely do. (laughs) He's not your biological uncle, is he? No, not my biological uncle. Family friends. We've been, I've known uh, his family since I played uh, football with his son, Dana White, um, since we were in fourth grade. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time for them seeing me playing and scoring some touchdowns. (laughs) Okay. Let me transition to your blood family then. And it feels like uh, just seeing you and observing you from the outside, we have to start with mom. Panina and what she means to you, whether you're saying, hi, mom, up on the video board at SoFi Stadium, said you couldn't wait to call her after Bobby Wagner came up to you post game. I remember you FaceTiming her from the locker room in Indianapolis. Maybe you can just say a few words about what she's meant, not just to your upbringing, but who you are as a person and a football player. Um, strength. Um, I, my mom is full Samoa. My grandma came from Western Samoa. So I, that's the, the number one word I think that comes to to my mind when I think of my mom of strength. Uh, my father passed away when I was a young kid and she'd raised five five boys and, and one girl and just to struggle. She always had had a, made sure that she um, made us recognize, but also the things that she had also sacrificed for us of having all the boys and the struggles that she had gone through, but the strength to continue to push on and to be there in all the significant moments for me and especially for my siblings being the younger one of watching her find a way to go to practice over here, go to practice over there, be at this game and to be a team mom and all those things and the things that she sacrificed and the strength that that requires is uh, something that I hold dear to my heart. And I think well, people see strength through me, but I, I, I have a strength source uh, of my own as well. Your late father, Lionel, passed away right before you turned 11. Is that correct? Uh, right before I turned 12. Yeah. Right before you turned 12. Um, what can you tell us about him, how you commemorate him, the influence that he had on your life, even beyond his passing? Um, I just, uh, it's so funny. I just think of like a master plan, like a, a coach McVay in a, in a sense of just the, the, somebody who can see, see everything happening, uh, before it kind of does and the ability to put the, um, the right people in place and to have that energy and to create that kind of camaraderie and unity. I think of all the times that being the younger brother where I got dressed up and was put in the backyard just to be the tackling dummy and all those like, where it's like, no, dad, I'm sure there's no chance I signed to do that willingly, but all the chances and the, the, uh, the things I would do to go back and to relive that moment, to be the tackling dummy, to see if I could beat my brothers, but also the times that, uh, I got beat up and I was so sad, but at dinner, the way he was able to bring us all together and for us to have so much fun and for, to always teach us to those, the people around you to always take care of them and to treat them like family. So that's something that I try to carry into the football environment every day. I know how influential your brothers were in your life to this point and continue to be. Was that amplified because you grew up, you know, through your teenage years without a father? Yeah, a hundred percent. And just um, being so close and just the the physicality aspect of football, but then the brotherhood of it. Of uh, we go out there and sacrifice, and we put our, our bodies on the line, and just like the competitive edge that comes mm-hmm. in the game of football, and how that was so emu- uh, so that was the uh, household environment that I grew up in. So the, to get to compete against them all the time, and for them to see me go out and do, I guess the things that they they thought I, they knew I was capable of, and I always knew I was capable of, but they always tried to diminish me being the the, the better one because I was so little. But uh, it definitely has amplified it. Uh, share our, their names with us, if you will, and where are you in the birth order, Puka? Yeah, uh, so there's uh, my older brother Justin, my older brother Kai, um, Isaiah. So. I'm terrible with ages, so I'm just going to give you with the fine. names. So there's Kai, or Justin, Kai, Isaiah, Samson, me, and then there's Tay. And then my sister is between Justin and 
Kai. So Justin, Chanel, and then the rest are boys. Okay. And I'm transitioning a little bit here, but your grandmother, I read, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer while you were a collegiate at Washington, correct? Mm-hmm. And I remember your, your brother Samson playing for Utah as well, if I'm not mistaken. You guys decided to come home to Provo to play together to help your family through that time? Yeah, that was uh, it was funny because I, mean, I got to play against Samson at Utah in that COVID season, and then I had had surgery on my foot in that 21 uh the beginning of that year and my mom had called me and my grandma was diagnosed and it was kind of a a, a FaceTime between me and Sam and it's just an opportunity especially of us being no knowing I guess kind of what it like to lose a, a parent mm-hmm. and how we could go there and to be a support for my mom but also to support our family because we had gone some through something very similar and Kai went on to play in the National Football League. In fact, I think he started his career with the Cleveland Browns, who are in next. Am I not Indeed correct so, on that? yep. Okay. <laughs> so do you remember him having his NFL debut and what that moment meant to him? Uh, I don't necessarily remember that debut, but I remember especially because that, that he was a part of that 0-16 Browns team, uh, or I think they maybe had won one game. But I remember I used to be a Packers fan and how cool it was watching my brother go play against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I remember mm. that game so specifically. He was, uh, I think it was one of his first starts. And I just remember like, dang wait that's my brother playing against like the guys that I, I was a huge Aaron Rodgers fan and especially Devontae Adams so I just remember I was like wait why does this not seem real like the video game is happening right in front of me <laughs> Uh, so this grandmother that you lost to cancer, was she the one who gave you the name Puka? Yes, she was. <laughs> okay, so your birth name is? Makea Manu Nakua. Makea. But you've been Puka throughout your, your childhood? Yes. I can't, uh, Maybe third grade was maybe the last time like kids in school were still calling me Makea, but I think from kind of that point on, uh, Puka had stuck. <laughs> Now you say Cooper Cup's the only one who calls you McKay <laughs> yeah, from time to time. Yeah, right? unless my mom's really mad at me, but I, well, I'll be in the huddle and I'll, Coach Yards will call me and then I'll hear McKayah and I look around and I'm like, where's my mom? It is Coop. <laughs> it's Coop at the back of the huddle. <laughs> Just to go back to your brothers for a second, you talk about kind of being on the younger end of, of the totem pole and, and being the, the smaller younger brother. It's hard to believe given your stature <laughs> these days. And it makes me just have to ask, like, how much do you really weigh? Because the combine said 201. The Rams roster lists you at 205 if you're 205 i'm going to the dmv and i'm i'm claiming 170 <laughs> and i want a new driver's license i i think right now i'm probably around maybe 215 pounds so i definitely am a little bit heavier than maybe what the so you've says. added weight through the summer and even through the season here as your first season as a professional yeah 100 <laughs> percent. by design is that to help you get through the grind of 17 regular season games uh yeah i definitely think so especially the the physicality um, in this game of football and then the role I've, I've taken on on the team, especially just being more involved in the run game, uh, being able to withstand some of the beating that comes throughout 17 games. Yeah, having a, a couple extra pounds makes a difference. <laughs> Not as big as Big Steve, who I know you're friends with, and he was actually just in here. He's been on this show before. And uh, the reason I bring him up here is because he told us that you guys made a deal early in your Rams career that he would get to spike your first touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that your first touchdown happened in overtime in Indianapolis and wound up getting launched into the, the stands. Where is that touchdown football? I need to know an update on your first NFL touchdown ball. Um, I know we are in communication with the kid that ended up snagging it. Um, we we're trying to see if we could exchange it for a signed jersey and stuff. I'm not sure where we go, but the kid, it's smart that he kept the football. I wouldn't want to let that one go either. Okay, I hope you can find an arrangement to get that one back. 
Do you plan to allow your offensive lineman to spike all of your touchdowns? It seems like that's your intention. I think so. It's always a fun one. I know the one in Seattle. I was making sure Steve came up to you screaming in my face, and it was just like that moment trying to blur. But I remember like, hey, this is yours. Like I remember now, so I was so glad I got it to him. But I think so. It's always fun. And they. I think of the Gronk, the Gronk, big Gronk's always. Mm-hmm. He'd always spike it. So I don't know if they'll be as good as that one. But when the old linemen get up there, they just let that bad boy rip. It's a sweet one. Okay, not trying to put you on the spot. Um, but I wonder, transitioning college to pro, the overtime rules are different so when you scored that first career touchdown did you know 100 percent the game was over oh no <laughs> no every like coleman was the first like people are running to my face but then i'm seeing like uh people are exchanging like just with matthew like i'm looking back like kind of where the ball was thrown and people are running out so i'm like oh the field goal and then like more and more people are running everybody's like still screaming i'm just like okay okay and then and, like there's like a big group and i see coach mcveigh and there's a moment kind of i remember after where it's like oh, this game's over, and I just turned around. That That's where the, the feeling of like, oh, this ball needs to be sent into the stance just kind of overcame me, and I let, let it fly. Uh, tough to beat that moment from your rookie season and everything that it meant to the Rams so far in 2023. But maybe aside from that moment, do you have a favorite play that you've made so far as a Ram? Um, that uh, The run and just this this most recent game and, and the Seattle game, uh, the jet sweep that we had, I think that one was super sweet. I love a good uh, a good run block, but being able to kind of exert some dominance, some physical um, strength of being able to run through some tackles right there and get the first down and to set up the, the game-winning field goal, was that was a sweet one for me. That, one's, that was the one that got me. I was going to nominate the catch up against the sideline against the Steelers. And then the one where you ran through a couple of Steelers. There's lots of good ones to choose from. Okay, I want to get your true feelings on a couple of quick hitters here. Um, And I want to start with nicknames. You've already got a great one, one that you essentially live by. Um, But it was on this show early in the season, on a Rams Revealed exclusive with Darion Kendrick, that he was the first to drop the name Puka Doncic, the leverage killer. He let us in on that little nickname behind the scenes. How does that land for you? Uh, I think that was so sweet. It's so funny how it kind of came about. I remember, uh, I feel like I was very quiet when I first got here, trying to just not really interacting with too many of the guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, just trying to figure out how do I how do I fit in on the offense. And then it was funny. I heard the nickname one time, and I love a bas- I love basketball. So it was, I was like, oh, that, I, I like that. And then more and more people are coming by me for so like, Puka Doncic. Like it, it was no more just Puka or what's up, Puka. It's like Puka Doncic. So it stuck very quickly, and it just seemed to roll with everybody. The other one is I don't know if you're a Pokemon fan at all, but like Pokemon is one that a lot of the fans have. <laughs> nominated like they want gotta catch them all to really stick that's a good thumbs up too. or thumbs down uh, you're okay with uh, it? I, i'm a thumbs up with that you one. are yeah. okay pikachu th- the, the pikachu if you're catching that one that's a good one too <laughs> what about your handle asap puka asap puka mm-hmm. like that was very forward looking given your arrival in the national football league <laughs> yeah. as soon as possible how did that come to be um i when i first started twitter uh the asap rocky is a is a musician or an artist and they have their their um their tags or their handles are all ASAP. So that's why I was, I was, I thought I wanted to be cool with that. He was a cool guy at the time. He still is a cool guy. So I wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> Good backstory there. Okay. We're getting Puka's true feelings about a, a range of topics. And the next one is records, NFL records. Your next catch, you'll have sole possession of the Rams rookie receiving record set by Eddie Kennison in 1996. How does all that feel from the national football league records to the Rams rookie records? How do they sit with you? Um, they're kind of, uh, kind of crazy. I guess I haven't really given them too much thought. We're just, we're still in season and there's so many other, um, goals and objectives. I feel like I want to hit for myself and for our team, um, that, 
Um, I, it's a it's a blessing. I definitely don't want it for them to go unrecognized. But there's definitely I still there's still more on my plate for me to eat. So I definitely got to finish. <laughs> what about puka shells? There are more and more of them every week at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> Is that going to catch on? Are we going to have branded puka nakua puka shells? Maybe, maybe I do like the just the clean look of just the normal white one. So I don't know if I want to go out and uh, stretch out into my own branding of that. But I think I definitely might have to start rocking them because I have seen them more at SoFi too. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade. Poof. They <laughs> were the hot. real deal. <laughs> okay, 40-yard dashes. What are your true feelings about the 40? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the 40-yard dash. <laughs> not, not it for me. I don't think I, I, was a, I was, wasn't great at running it, but I definitely do think I'm fast. <laughs> Last week during Thanksgiving, we were kind of going around the horn, things we're thankful for. And one of the ones that I put up was, I'm thankful that Puka ran 4.59. <laughs> because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here, I don't think. Right? Uh I don't, I'm not, yeah, possibly, <laughs> but I'm glad I ended up. You here. and so Cooper Cup both the because 40. of the 40 <laughs> and because other franchises it over overvalue it probably. And then last one, Breakfast Club, uh, kind of the, the union of you and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and this this morning routine that they've brought you into. What has that meant to you? Uh, I love it. I love being able to just to hang out with the lads and uh, get to talk football. I love being able to hear their perspective and the knowledge that they uh, have accumulated and the well how well they articulate it and make it easy for us all to understand and then um, just to kind of hang back and hang out with the the cool guys and the leaders of our team <laughs> and how much uh, just how how funny they are and just how much uh, I want to get to know them outside of football as well I can't get all the X's and O's knowledge that they have uh, in I think in one year but over the time but learning uh, how funny Matthew is and the way he gets on Coop's nerves and how Coop can always get the right things for he can just trigger things in Matthew it's hilarious I love hanging out with those guys is there any feeling like catching a Matthew Stafford fastball um, no, it's, it's perfect. And it's like, it's scary. Cause he, he could be looking at you and he also could be not looking at you. And it's still that same fastball. <laughs> Tell us about that first time you met Cooper cup when he zoomed into your college meeting. Yeah. Um, it was during COVID and our receivers coach at, uh, the university of Washington had coached Cooper cup. So it was, it was feeling like a, a fan guy. I still feel like I'm that same, I'm that same little kid when I walk into the, some of the meetings, except that Coop, uh, he knows my name. He calls me by my legal name. <laughs> um, but just hearing it and then being able to see it firsthand of the things that he said, I think it was maybe four years ago now. So 2019, 2020 um, of coming in. He talked about how he would be here hours before the first meeting started and how much time he'd spent after practice on treatment and how many balls he was catching after practice and how the, the time that he spent on film and getting to see and be like a part of some of those things. It's so surreal. And then it's just it's a blessing because I get to ask that guy question who's the best ever to do it and to watch him and trying to pick up on the pieces that he'll let me and then trying to find out how way I can implement some of that stuff into my routine. I wish we could go back in time and close out that Zoom and tell you that day in Seattle, hey, you're going to be in a stack bunch with him someday in the <laughs> National Football League. That probably would have blown your mind, I bet. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't believe you there. <laughs> All right, Puka, let's finish as we always do on Rams Revealed with a segment we call Three and Out. I've got three final questions for you. Uh, as a thank you for answering them, I'll make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf, okay? Oh, sweet. Courtesy of season ticket member Miguel Saldana, um, who I guess met you at uh, 
Panda Express post Steelers oh, game. Okay. Do you remember that? Okay, yes, yes, yes. He tweeted a picture in a story um, saying that you were so humble and easygoing. He ran into you and bought you dinner after the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Do you remember that? Yeah, moment? I do. Yeah, I was, uh, thank you for the Panda Express. So, is that your go to post game meal? And and what's your order? Um, I, I'm a plain. I'm a, the fried rice and double orange chicken. <laughs> I like it. It's nothing too crazy. I, I think I did have a Dr. Pepper that day, but don't tell our nutritionist. <laughs> but that was about it. <laughs> okay, I see a potential endorsement opportunity there. And likewise for this last one here on 3 and Out. My barber, who I will see tomorrow, shout out uh, George at Jag's Barbershop in Westchester, is a big Pukanakua fan for lots of reasons. And every time I'm in there, he asks how you're doing and what's next for you. And he's got a pitch, which is you need to join Troy Palomalu as a head and shoulders ambassador. <laughs> I like Because he says your flow is elite. <laughs> oh, thank Are you. Are you open to that? I'm 100% open to that. Let me and Troy get back there. I don't know if my flow is that good or it's that long. But if somebody thinks that, I'm 100% in there. The little man Troy that's in that commercial, I would love to be one of those. <laughs> it is that good. And it's as long as it's ever been. Your last haircut was probably february of this year <laughs> or i just barely got it i guess not a full haircut he trimmed i got a trim two weeks ago <laughs> how long are we gonna let this go puka i don't know i think i, I i'm i don't maybe i could be in competition with the uh, boom with rose boom but i don't know about that he's got a, he's got a long flow too that might take a couple years <laughs> my maybe when i'm in number 12 it'll be that long <laughs> well a great rookie season great lettuce to go with it we wish uh, all the success and uh, we're glad that you're kind of settling into this new world where you are an nfl superstar and uh, one of the great members of this rams rookie class puka thank you for your time we wish you a, a nice off day and a great week ahead against the cleveland browns thank you all right, for Puka Nakua, I'm JB Long. We always thank you for joining us for Rams Review.